offering fans plenty of optimism for the future, and all this in a season where the media set the narrative early with accusations of tanking. It's all nothing now as hype continues to build very nicely around this young Hawthorne side, and it's time to revisit the highs, the lows, and all the major talking points of 2023 in our special season recap edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Nick Mason, and welcome as always to my co-host Tiz been a big year recently capped off with some big news oh yeah what's the big news oh only that our senior coach is just struggling in new york at the moment oh yeah pneumonia have we heard anything about how that's come around about how it's happened yeah no, i'm pretty sure the club would be tight-lipped about that about the specifics of it but apparently he is recovering well he's going to be in hospital for a little while yet pretty but, serious uh, yeah well it's not a very merry christmas at all for sam mitchell so we wish him well in his recovery and- absolutely is he over there with family, do you know? Oh, I'd assume so, yeah. Look, he might have been over there for a bit of work as well. As we know, back in the day, Clarko would like to go over to the States and do a bit of scouting and liaising with coaches. And, well, he's already been to like. Tottenham Hotspur. Who, That's uh, right, yeah. He really broke their run. They've uh, come back to the pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> and then the AGM was uh, sort of pushed to the side, out to... Waverly, did you end up going? I didn't end up going. No, I streamed it and I saw a few fireworks well ahead of time. Yeah. We're not even at New Year's yet. <laughs> yeah, we're only just getting this in in time for yeah, the end of the year. Right. Oh, it's, it's been a bumpy ride for all of us. Sam Mitchell, myself. Yeah, and I was surprised that a few of the crowd members put the uh, put the directors on blast. A few of the crowd members. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Well, when I say crowd members, I don't mean former former players or anything, but a couple of dyed-in-the-wool Hawthorne supporters put them on blast as well. Yeah, I mean, there were some pressing questions, but no more pressing than those from the likes of Don Scott and Russell Green, who I thought arrived quite clearly with some sort of agenda and uh, they, they didn't Russell themselves. Green comes off, you know, he, he comes off the long run at a lot of AGMs, as I remember. Is that, is he, that he, the he, third time he's done this? Yeah, he, he likes a soapbox, does <laughs> Russell. And this one was a little bit unusual because he did sort of... 
Oh, no, they're always a bit tangential. Well, he flagged at the top by engendering some sympathy because he, he sort of divulged he'd been battling some mental health struggles and, and personal <laughs> demons of his own. Right. And, and, you know, all the Hawthorne supporters in attendance, I'm, I'm sure, like me, everyone watching at home is hearing this going, oh, that's that's a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And then he proceeds to take the floor, yeah. more of it, yeah. and insinuates that, Gowers had more to do with the First Nations saga than perhaps is being let on. Okay. That was because he was football, was he, in charge of football? Well, he was on the board back then, but but it was... Yeah, but he was football director for the period where the allegations are set. Yes, but (laughs) this is where it gets slightly amusing, is that (laughs) Green stood up there and asked these questions of Gowers, basically. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing? Back there. Yeah, what's your knowledge of events? Yeah. Yeah, so well, where were you when all this when all this is happening? And Gower's sort of sort of you get the feeling he knows exactly where this is going. Yeah. And sort of tiptoes around. He doesn't want to play He's the game. He's already had these questions from Wakeley. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all common knowledge. So he doesn't want to play this game, and fair enough. And then eventually Gowers is backed into a corner where he has to say, like, yes, I was there, I was on the board. Yeah. And Russell Green's just like, Oh, that's that's interesting. Hmm. It's my oversight under my oversight. But yeah, that's it. Green basically says, oh, I wasn't aware of that. No, no further questions. <laughs> no, that, that, was that, that is the that most limp-wristed, cowardly no, stuff. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. He's just made Absolute, his point and then he's nah, walked away. He nah, did a you, very similar thing with um, Silk, if, if you, you remember. Have, if you have something to say, you've got the floor. Yeah. You've gone you that far. You don't want to hammer the guy. You've made nah, your point. No, you haven't. No, that that was a little bit spineless for mine. What, you think he should have kept going with it? Absolutely. You have something to say? Let's let's hear it. What, what? are you What are you trying to say? Well, you've I'd... come this far. What are you What are you trying to say about Andy Gowers? He's he's trying to say, uh, Andy, you're acting as if you're a clean skin, and uh, really you had complete oversight and potential to fix this and remedy this situation at the time and yet you knew nothing of it and there you've already said more than russell did on the night and i would commend you for that if it were you but he wouldn't go that far in fact at least don scott as disagreeable and as disgruntled (laughs) as he was and usually is at least he was basically on the warpath and on the attack and it was very clear what he was trying to do and hold hawthorne and gowers to account and i thought well it's a bit abrasive but you know, he's using his voice. And then there was the questions about where's the money? Which, well, well, also from John. still on its way. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, It's in the post, Nick. It's <laughs> in the post. There was questions about, you know, what are we doing to fortify ourselves legally about what's going to happen with the First Nations saga? Yeah, which is a nod to Nankable. Well, we've got a bit of a war chest just in case the worst case scenario actually happens. Yeah. To the tune of, I think it was 1.5 mil. And then there was some, there was a question about the YMCA in uh, in Q that uh, collapsed. The roof oh yes, collapsed. Uh, are we going to have the? Is that the same builders we've got? Are you going to watch them closely? I think was the question. <laughs> and Gower said, yes. definitely. <laughs> and then we moved on from that. Yeah, and then uh, Katie Hudson wasn't in attendance due to COVID. And, oh right, okay. Uh, so she didn't because she usually gives the financial rundown. Mm-hmm. Which we should move on to because we're still in a very decent financial position, although some costs yeah. have blown out. Yeah, it was a successful year, certainly. Um, yeah, we had a surplus of a mill. 
Yeah, we're, we're still in a healthy position. I, I quite I like that Essendon isn't going to sell off their pokey oh, venues. Exa- you knew exactly where I was going. Which, uh, you know, I could have come in handy, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm quite glad that we weathered that storm. But we are diversifying our income streams, is that right? But that's yeah. still happening as well. That's also in the post. Yes, yeah, there's big question marks. And I look, I get it. I know some people online or on following us on social media as we were tweeting it as it was happening, the AGM, they were sort of saying, look, he's not being particularly transparent about yeah. this. And um, my reply well, is, look, well, what would you expect? Of course, he's not going to be. Yeah. You know, all we can say is, look, we've got irons in the fire and we're taking care of it. And I'm like, okay, well, I understand. That's pretty much all you could say. <laughs> Anyway, we're daring to be different on that front. So, <laughs> look at you with a little bit of a jab. Oh. This comes after a full day at the MCG, mind you. Just yep. so the listeners know. You've and what a wonderful block. day too! What did I see? Sixteen wickets. Really? Was it that many? Yeah, it started at quarter ten, and uh, I was sitting till six. Apart from you know the afternoon tea mm. in the members dining which was which was quite nice this is very you i didn't miss any wickets either which is great <laughs> well played i couldn't do that and i was here in my living room <laughs> Jeez, that's a fair effort i went you. off and uh yeah it was like they were waiting for me to come back before they took any wickets do you, do you want to talk a little bit more about the financials is there no, a- i think we'll stay with the cricket <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, the players' payments or the, the, the you know the employee payments they've mm. uh, they've skyrocketed. I think it was about four million off the top of my head, and mm. and then uh, the marketing departments obviously got a boost to the budget. But I don't know what's being run through that because I haven't seen much improvement in the marketing. But I would agree. I don't know where that money's going. <laughs> and uh, I noticed Hawks Nest were a little light on with some of the product this year, but. Uh, Maybe like the AFL, you know, not giving us any night games, which, of course, we'll get to the fixture later, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's part of it too. You get less merch the further down the ladder you are. Do they do they not uh, have a commemorative wooden spoon for oh, Western on. Australia? <laughs> West Coast? I, t- I tell you what, there's just a fair bit happening with Hawthorne at the moment. There was, because- a, there was a lot of talk at the G today about how good that new Wacker grant or... Yeah. You know, what do they call Optus Optus Stadium, Stadium is. Yeah. How beautiful it is. Yeah. Just in time for it to be torn up by the wrestling when it arrives in Feb. So good on it. <laughs> what are you going to say? Is Taylor going there? Swift? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, she's no. the main event for the summer, mate. Forget, oh, absolutely. Forget all this cricket and stuff. I'll try and get to the MCG, but as it is, I think it's a road trip to Sydney to see <laughs> Taylor. It's happening. Really? I wish I was going to the MCG, but no, it's going to be Sydney. Anyway, uh, it just occurred to me, as much as Sam Mitchell is out with pneumonia, out, Sam Mitchell, brackets illness, Yes, we also still don't have an AFLW senior coach. Oh, yeah. did uh, I think Collingwood appointed one, yes, didn't they? Yes, just recently, yes. yeah. We're one of two clubs, and I can't remember the other one. It's on the tip of my tongue. But we're still searching. Frio. Or West Coast. At Hook Talk Pod. Pretty no, West Coast has Daisy Pierce. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah. pointed her and made me wonder, where's Hawthorne? Wasn't that weird? Because she's not from Perth, is she? I'm not sure. The I'm young sure. family coaching out of Perth. It's going to be interesting for the commentary team. Mm. She gets along well with Luke Hodge on the commentary. And never... Again, makes you wonder what Hawthorne were doing, just sitting on their hands while <laughs> Daisy goes out west. But anyway, we're still looking for a coach and we've got a coach out with illness. So it's a fair bit happening with Hawthorne in the off-season. But we're here to talk about the year that was, 2023 in review. Yeah, less wins than the previous year. And anything else to mention? Oh, you are so harsh. <laughs> Did it actually feel like it? Yes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Well, I'm a we, bit, we bit more optimistic for, than you. We, uh, early on, like people forget because we ended the run of the year well. We tend er- to do that a bit but more. But early huh? on, like the Shining Lights were Nash and a couple of others. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time listeners have come to expect this from you. No surprises <laughs> no, here so far. Me, like he got 31 touches against GWS and, you know, mm-hmm. we were thinking... Gee, Nash has really come on. What about the rest of you lot? There was, there was definitely that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It was tough going. And then Amon was putting his hand up and looking terrific. Mm-hmm. And then slowly the midfield started to bond. Was it round two or three? It was against Sydney where we mm. got absolutely smashed. Oh, slaughtered. And I just thought to myself, oh, God. I, I had to catch up on that game. I was like, oh, don't make me watch the replay. I was out at the time. And, and another one. We'll get to wins in a sec, ladies and gents, but the, the other one was Fremantle that I had to catch up on. Fremantle oh. at Optus Stadium, which then, was even worse And in then ways. the return leg, last round when we'd already booked the flights and were presumably <laughs> on them. So I take your point. Maybe it wasn't all glitter and gold, as they say around at Hawthorne. But we ended it well. We did finish, yes. apart from the Freo, we finished it off well and we beat, as you will notice in the, in the, in the report, for the end of the year, we it's mentioned that we beat the grand finalists. Well, it's a fact. It is we a can't fact. Can't deny us that. I mean, they they were for me the really pleasing wins of twenty twenty three. Collingwood at the MCG, Brisbane at the MCG. It didn't get better than that. No, that particularly that Brisbane game where we played well above ourselves, and Brisbane responded a couple of times. But yeah, we, we pulled yeah. it. We pulled it away from them, and then you know we'll get to it later, but. One of the players that ended up leaving Hawthorne was really very good that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, a game of resilience for sure that we got through that. And Collingwood was just a masterpiece in terms of executing our game and taking it up to the eventual premiers uh, and looking very strong throughout the day. There was another game where um, Collingwood kind of flexed for a bit and reminded us all while why they were contenders. And we went, no, we're still winning. Don't, don't worry about that. We've still got this. Which sort of made you wonder if they were, you know... Well, it started... The real deal that day. Well, yeah. It started a brief period for Collingwood where their, their status as contenders was becoming questionable. Then mm. they lost Dacos through the through our game. Yeah. And, you know, he start, starts looking a little bit shaky for them and that well, was all... There was a bit of mongrel about Hawthorne beginning yeah. to creep in, yeah. which I want to see more of next year. Well, they promised it all in the preseason for 2023. You remember that? They were going hard at each other out at, uh, I think it was Monash, and out at Bandura, because they couldn't train at Waverley. You remember that? Why was that again? The surface wasn't any good. It wasn't up to scratch. <laughs> so hopefully well, we I mean, don't we, see any of that this year. I mean, we did find out we had a few more games at Marvel that year, so they'd probably <laughs> just in prep <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, it could be it. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of... Um, Hustle, bustle, rough and tumble in the preseason, and I want to see more of that for sure. But who were the blokes that got you out of your seat at the G? Well, uh, not, not just or, at, or the G, at home in general. Yeah. Or uh, when we travelled to Adelaide and sat on that five cent piece of a ground. <laughs> well, I suppose uh, I suppose this will be an obvious choice because he was the Peter Crimmins medalist, so it's not going. Yeah, sh- it's a little bit obvious. It's not going to shock anyone. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, then, and then your number two is even. <laughs> Okay, all right. So uh, I'd love to hear your and then the disgrace Nash, of Nash not naming Nash. Nash. Is. The disgrace of not naming Nash after you've named the first two. Yeah, out totally. of the Peter Crimmins. Yeah, on on the podium for the Peter Crimmins. <laughs> so the first one is Will Day, obviously, yep. purely because that was an experiment. 
you know, we're, we're going to chuck him into the midfield and see what happens. Huge tick. That was a joy to watch. That If we're going to remember 2023, it will be the making of Will Day as he begins his ascension yeah, to the elite. it's an emergence. It's not a making, but it's an emergence. Well, he's arriving. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we saw that at Will Day, and I can't wait to see what he brings next year. As you say, second choice for mine was Jai Newcomb, mm-hmm. just because I'm a big Jai fan. I, I don't expect he's going to fall off this list in the coming years because I, I just really enjoy him. Can I just say, both those players learnt to play with injury. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Which is a big tick for young fellas like that. Mm-hmm. They got bruised and battered. And the third one, also not too much of a surprise, a rising star nominee in Josh Weddle. Absolutely. Yeah. Speed Demon, Time Troll King at Hawthorne at the moment. I mean, looking at the draft calculations and the moves that we made to get him into the club, you had to think at the time, okay, well, that's Hawthorne's guy. They've really moved a lot to try and get him. Mm-hmm. They've landed him. Is he going to be any good? Well, the answer is yes. Definitely best out of the draft so far. Yeah. Yeah, no question there. And then your honourable mention. You thought you thought he deserved better, I take it, by that tone. No, no, no. Okay, well, it's Carl Amon. Yeah. Because, I mean, as recruits go... I mean, these are just favourites. That's all we're going with, right? <laughs> I suppose. Well, it's been great watching Carl Amon. He, he's slotted into the side perfectly. He has fit a need. He's been one of the recruits of that off-season, comp-wide, not just for Hawthorne. Yep. Uh, and no mm. one talks about it. I never hear it in the media how good Carl Amon has been for us. He's been excellent. Yeah, it's been terrific. And he's also, it was been, it's been very hard to fill that role. The, the dash, the creativity, the disposal efficiency has been very good as well. What happens to Weddle in 24? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, still off the half back, maybe moving up to a wing occasionally. I don't think he, I think long term his trajectory is to the midfield. I don't think that happens next year. I think it happens maybe the year after. And Will Day seems to have filled out a bit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Been eating a lot. Must yeah, have gone the, on the keep eating even till you feel sick diet. The Mitch Lewis diet. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Mitch Lewis diet. Anyway, I better get to mine. Uh, three favourites. Nash, just because he was dependable all year, and then he went and took a back seat in yeah. the later rounds mm-hmm. and uh, stood up and took a, f- a lot of heavy hits throughout the year. He dished them out as well, if you remember, down in Tassie. Yes, yeah. That was <laughs> good. Jake Saligo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to him? They gave him a five-year deal and then Nash met him and it was all over. It became a two-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> he got a really good deal out of the Adelaide Football Club. It's unlike them to pin down the wrong bloke to a contract. Anyway, um, Day at number two, Newcomb at number three, and my honourable mention... you have a go at me. Me for having two of the podium place. Well, PCM I nearly didn't have Newcomb. I got to say, I nearly okay. had Weddle. Okay, but all right, so almost identical to mine. Yeah, <laughs> oh except my, my honourable mention yep. is Warple for sheer stickability, the stickability. determination. Okay, the t- yeah, Tim Winton, thank you for that word. Okay, but uh, <laughs> the determination to uh, well, a little bit stare of stare cool- down the pressure and yeah. actually perform. Yeah, meet the pressure head on and engage in what was essentially a career revival. Yeah, pushed himself through that barrier that he'd found in his football. If any Hawthorne fans were wondering, well, what is the future of James Warple at the Hawthorne Football Club? He established that throughout the year. He's a necessary cog in that machine. But he's still under pressure. Is he he not? Yeah, no, he is. That hasn't gone away. He needs to keep on doing it. Yeah, and that's great because I think they're all pretty much under pressure. They are. They are. (laughs) Certainly Nash isn't a roll-up star. Uh, I think he he might be one of the safer 
picks, I would say, in the best 22. I'd be surprised if that inside midfield role remains for Nash. He needs to find another yeah, yeah. play to the... If, if all goes to script, his role in that midfield starts to come under threat. Yeah, but he, needs an, now, he needs another position. Yeah. He needs to... Yeah, anyway, they all need that. They all need that. Well, it's healthy competition in a, in a rebuilding side. We're trying to find the best pieces to take us forward. And all across the park... Well, it's a shame no. you didn't have best pass of the year because Nash would have won that, of course. Oh yes, yeah, that little chip into the goal square. I'm trying to think was of it which one. Dylan was. Moore took the mark. It was a one. It just got over the defender and dropped. Yeah, so vaguely recollect. I, I thought you were going to mention uh, Bruce to Brandon Ryan. Shades of the 2013 prelim, where Bruce centered it off oh, the boot yeah. to Buddy in the goal oh, square. Oh, that's right. Yes, exact same thing happened at the exact same part of the ground. Yeah, and then Brandon Ryan left, of course. So Yeah, so really... Less, it, it just, less said about that, the better. It's now. like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> top three favourite AFLW players of 2023. Oh, you cheated. I had Bates too at number one. Well, I mean, it's pretty predictable, isn't it? I mean, you bring someone like Bates into the club and you just wonder, okay, well, she's on reputation. She's meant to be absolutely incredible. And then she goes ahead and, and is incredible. Yep. So... <laughs> It's not much more to say about that. Uh, best and fairest winner for the Hawks as well, which is fantastic. And uh, our top vote getter in their uh, Brownlow equivalent. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, I put Bridie Hipwell as number two, just because I didn't really see her emergence as a forward target coming, and I was very pleased with what she was able to provide. And uh, in terms of defenders, Emily Everest, really like the cut of her jib. I think she's going to be fantastic. And also, if we're talking about pressure and expectations kind of needs to keep on coming along in leaps and bounds because if we've had a bit of talent leave that back line and we haven't replenished it. So we need her to stand up. Fair enough. I had Ashmore and Anya McDonough mm-hmm. who seemed to thrive on scraps. Yeah, Anya McDonough, the, the leading goal kicker for yeah. the Hawks, which again, I won't say I saw that coming. And I, I constantly thought, look, we need more firepower there in the forward line and every time I would think that McDonough was someone who week to week I think she kicked a goal in every game yeah never gave up the contest it was terrific yeah anyway who surprised you in the in the year like in the men's well apart from that just just apart from let's just take out Seamus Mitchell why we that that's my pick why would you take him out because he surprised the entire footballing world well it doesn't make it invalid It, it makes it on point surely Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the lowest hanging fruit. Okay. All right. Well, the other one for me is DGB. Oh, yeah. I was surprised as well. Um, <laughs> what, in a good way or a bad way? Uh, in a good way. Like, I'm still... I'm still... Frustrated as... Yeah. yeah. I'm underwhelmed still, but I will give That's him this. That's the next this. category. <laughs> <laughs> I will give him this. I did not see his transformation or stint as a forward coming. And I did certainly didn't see it being effective, mm-hmm. which it was. It wasn't incredible, but it played a role. It played a role for Box Hill, and he did a couple of nice things when he was in the senior side. So that's something that was a surprise to me, certainly. My surprise packet was, was Amon. I knew he was capable, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he was that able to bring it across that quickly. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair shout. I didn't anticipate that he'd be that good for us. Shades of Henderson. Yeah. In the way that he's changed our, well, our ability to move the ball. Incredible. Mm. Most underwhelming. This is almost my favourite section. Oh, why? 
Well, because it shows that we have a, a certain amount of, you know, there's standards and if you don't meet them <laughs> or our expectations, when, and we're not privy to the injuries that these guys are trying to push through. No, no. But still, you got to go with your gut here. What does your gut say, Nick? My gut's a little, little bit harsh, I would say. I'd say I, I would say you've you've gone out of your way to find these guys. But go on. <laughs> okay, so Changwath Giath has, has had so many excuses. You could write a book ravaged, about them. Injury ravaged season, and yes, all the excuses in the book. But I can't help but feel the way I feel. I had hoped for a huge twenty twenty three from him. Yep, and it all looked so good in round one. When he kicked that goal on the run against Essendon, and he did the kip-up celebration afterwards, it just it just never came together Yeah. after that, really. And it's just not having a go at him. It's just I, I had high hopes for him, and he would have had high hopes himself, but it just didn't work out. And so he was underwhelming. Yeah. And then his brother didn't even get to the club, so underwhelming all around. Now, <laughs> you also have someone else, just in case that wasn't underwhelming enough. I've, I've tried to pick two for every category. Yeah, all right. Okay, so I'm being thorough. Not just the underwhelming category. So I've gone with Harry Morrison. Another bloke struggled with injury. When he came back, he kicked a lovely goal, I seem to recall. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes it okay then. Yeah, that's all right. No, He's I mean, also come back as a skinhead, which means he means business. <laughs> so he's Cop- come off a year. Uh, he's come off a career best season. Copped a concussion in one of the... In the training. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was reportedly having lip surgery or something oh, after that. Yeah. So he copped it pretty badly. But anyway, the year that was for Harry Morrison was it was nowhere near what it was in 2022. No. And that was kind of on the cards, but I had hoped that he could keep it going, that he could hold others at bay and seize that wing spot for himself and become one of the permanent sort of mainstays. It just didn't happen. He didn't get back to where he was. Speaking of guys who kicked great goals in round one, we have Chadley Wingard as one of the most you underwhelming. You go at me for CJ having an injury-ravaged season, so you're saying, well, that's unfair, that's too harsh, that's the insinuation, is it not? Come on, did you not sit there for Is that most- not the insinuation? Guy got dropped to the twos, and then, he, and then he pinged one in the second to last round. Yeah. I'm not... I don't disagree. I, I take issue with you taking aim at me when you're doing the exact same thing. Because that's a far... He was far more underwhelming than either CJ or Harry because you could okay. forget about them, but Wingard was on the park most weeks. And then he got yeah. dropped. The other bloke, Meek. Oh, yeah. So it's his first year with the club. He hasn't played that many games to begin with. Correct. What were you hoping for? Big what- things. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible play. What, what, did you, what did you hope for, really? Impact. Like- like yeah, in physical, terms of what? physical okay. impact. Okay, and so, there was very little of that. Okay, so it wasn't the 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 brawling brute that you'd hoped for that you that you might have seen in him. Well, there was some highlight packages that just saw him basically walking through treacle, which was just blokes tackling him, and we saw none of that at AFL. A little bit of Nelson Muntz, <laughs> just just taking on the whole team and walking right through. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. I know AFL is a big step up from the waffle, but. And there were moments where it did look like it might work, mm. where there might be two rucks. And he got every opportunity, let's face it, when he Lynch yeah. came out of the lineup and then fell off the list due to his repeated concussions. Meek had everything to play for. Can I say, to your point, I think it is perfectly reasonable to expect more from Meek in 2024. 
excellent. And that is where we are at. I cannot disagree with that. There was no time where you really felt like he was a big winner on the ground. He never really monstered the opposition. I tell you what, they've got good faith in him because they put some pretty difficult tasks to make. Yeah. And sometimes he was good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and other times he, I don't know, he just went into his shell a bit. I tell you what, for as frustrating as it's all archived, it's all in audio form, for as frustrating as Reeves was at points in the season, he was frustrating. His inability to even take one mark was just perplexing. Right. He probably Let's took write him down instead of <laughs> Chankwath GF. He probably took uh, more gains by the scruff of, scruff of the neck than Meek did. What do you think about Ruckstocks? Oh, We've got not this again. Reeves, Meek, Ramsden, and Tucker. Yeah, well, Ramsden is the bloke that you can go to training and get excited about. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's got everything. He should be challenging Chol for a spot. Really? Yep. Not what? saying that he's going to be successful, but that's who's holding him out now. Is Chol even training? I thought he was still injured. Uh, he might be. He might be in the rehab group at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's a, some sort of knee complaint from memory. Huh. But that's that's who's holding me out of the best 22. Charles right. obviously got him for experience and this and that, but if, if there's a way in, there it is. All right. So from your most underwhelming favourites to now your favourite goals. I mean, it's going to be pretty predictable. <laughs> is it? I mean, come on. You've talked up Nash this, Nash that. Who's my guy? It's Mitch Lewis, of course. Main event Mitch Lewis. He was main event Mitch against Collingwood. Is this the where- one where he runs through 50? Yeah, he's he's on the run and he bombs at home. Commentary's up and about because they know something miraculous is happening and that is Hawthorne is winning this game. <laughs> and Mitch bombs at home from 50 and that I I remember being there for that in standing room and just losing my mind. I thought it was the best. That, yeah. yeah. And I love watching it back as well. I thought you uh, yeah, you didn't you didn't have to hold anything back that time. Not like the other time. <laughs> <laughs> that you've got listed here, where Cozzy kicks one against St Kilda, and you're like, yeah. oh, isn't that, isn't that? Oh, he's a good kick, that boy, isn't he? I think you're being a little bit generous to me, to be honest. <laughs> so I attended that game with my Saints-supporting girlfriend and cousin, yeah. and it really looks like they might be home, St Kilda, and Hawthorne comes from nowhere. Kick they, I think they kicked the last five, Hawthorne. Yeah. Yep. And then Cozzy, of all people, a name they've held so dear for so long as St Kilda supporters. He's the one to get us back in front. And then, of course, Bruce seals it. Uh, and, and, and a bloke you never heard about at Hawthorne is apparently the subject of articles for the Herald Sun and the age now that he's at Richmond. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, you know, he's going to be a superstar, Cosy, all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. In all seriousness, I think he will be good for Richmond. I don't think he's going oh, to be... I don't begrudge him being good. I don't think he's going to be the answer for them. But the, the point is, that goal against St Kilda, uh, what a moment. One of my favourite moments of the year. I... I think you are being generous. I don't think I held back. I celebrated that one very heartily. I, I'm just not sure that uh, Jacob's really thought this through because, you know, he's talking about the three-peat having sort of, you know, made it a little bit hard for Hawthorne to be successful. But imagine if you turn up to a club that's had a staggered three-peat, you know, what's going <laughs> gonna... <laughs> to happen there? Anyway, obviously, best goal of the year and the, one on... the, the only one that will ever be replayed... Is Bruce one. kicking 500? Oh, my, you haven't even gone wing guard. Nah. I thought for certain you were going round one. No way. Bruce, 500th. The only one yeah. we're ever going to see out of this year again. Back it in. That's rough. That's true. 
against Port Adelaide as a 32-year-old. And then... <laughs> what yeah. a terrible game that was. We're talking about terrible losses. Well, uh, the reason why that oh. one didn't make the grade for me is because at least we fought our way back. It was a respectable... Oh, they're both false hope goals. <laughs> Wingard versus Eston, absolute yeah. false hope. Yeah, well, it came in the first quarter. You thought, <laughs> oh, you beauty, here we go. Yeah. Of course, nothing happened. Oh. But, uh, that was I had to believe it in because I, I really, that really did excite me. Yeah. That really did. Luke Bruce with a regular reminder throughout 2023 that he's still got it. Yeah. He can go. He's got plenty left in the tank, it seems. So that was really pleasing. One of the favourite marks. Well, and, we're uh, staying at Adelaide Oval for this one for me. Either of Josh Weddle's. That day, <laughs> he had two great streamers, and uh, Cosy incidentally had another one. But uh, yeah, Josh Weddle, Josh yeah. Weddle against Port Adelaide for mine. Yeah, Cosy did have a good one. I forgot about that too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've gone with Brockman against Brisbane, against Brisbane yeah. at the G yep. on the wing mm-hmm. on the outer. Beautiful, uh, beautiful mark, and it was about that time we started hoping that he wouldn't leave. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? Well, he's left. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I'm asking, has, have you suffered? I have no feelings any longer. He has left. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, just suppressed. A little bit of an insight into my co-host there, listeners. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> who are you most excited to watch in 2024? Well, I've gone with Chol. Okay. A lot of expectation on Chol for me. Yeah, he couldn't make the list for mine. And that because... whole forward apparatus. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. Chol specifically couldn't make this list for mine because I thought, well, I've watched him enough. I know what to expect. A few of mine are more unknown quantities. I mean, the first one for mine being Nick Watson. Right. I'm dying to see what he's going to bring. Yeah. I mean, the question between us on this podcast has been... Box Hill or... or (laughs) Is he too small? It's a valid question. I mean, he's shown in his career to date that it's a non-factor. He will get it done in spite of his size. It's said that he's round one ready, that he could just walk up into this side and round one versus Essendon. I look forward to him turning it on. I think we both agree on Weddle. Yes. Especially if he goes to the wing and becomes that absolute launch pad. Yeah. And then I have a a mention for Watson too because I get the feeling he probably does Mm. debut round one. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, no, I think that happens. It wouldn't be the first time. Hawthorne, in recent years, has had a habit of debuting players in round one. Yeah. And I think he... Look, the exciting thing about him is he's been touted as this mercurial, electrifying goal sneak who could do anything in the moment. To which I say, let's see it. Unleash him on the G, please. I can't wait to see what he brings. Uh, Josh Weddle, fully in agreement there with you. Um, He would have made this list for mine before training got underway, but everything about training since, apart from Finn McGuinness, who's been hyped through the moon with all the glamour shots of him looking ripped from head to toe. He, John- hasn't, he hasn't looked ripped before, though, Nick. Uh-huh. Not every preseason from day dot that he arrived at the club, but anyway. But Josh Weddle, the hype has been well behind him as well because he's got the time trial. All the players are talking him up as well. He seems to be in very good nick, so I look forward to seeing what he can bring. CJ, uh, he's going. He's headed overseas. I forget most disappointed, where. most excited. Well, I, I look forward to seeing if he can bounce back. I'm excited You're to see. You're feeling guilty about listing him. That's the only reason he made it on here. 
You're making it sound like I got the biro out just now and put him down. <laughs> this is in printer ink, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm excited to see if he can reverse his fortunes and, and have a huge 2024. As you are with the next fella. I mean, th- this is just a treat to have him back at the club, Jack Gunston. Who is not excited to see Jack Gunston line up for the Hawks and kick oh. his first goal returning to the club? I am tepid. Oh, God. Jeez. Everyone's really excited. I'm here going, well... Christmas is done, mate. You don't have to be the Grinch anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, but also, like, I saw some performances from Jack, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't want a champion to be noticeably... I'm not saying he's going to be, uh, you know, one of the mainstays of our team. I just... Uh, most excited to watch in 2024. I just... I can't wait to see Gunston back in brown and gold. That's yeah, it. I just don't want another Josh Gibson, that's all. Go on. Well, he's, he obviously stayed a year longer than he ought to have. Oh, okay. All right. I see what you mean. Yeah. And they've got the same initials. So, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> the AFLW. Well, all of my most exciting prospects are People all... People won't have heard of. They're all, new, they're all newbies. Because <laughs> um, we've replenished the list. We had a lot of players fall off the list. Either, Gutted, I think is the term. Well, they're either retirees or, uh, or delistings and... Yeah, we've had to fill those spots. and Got so, rid of both coaches, both levels. <laughs> Michaela Williamson, who uh, was a bit of a slider in the draft, who's been talked up as an absolute steal, who, whose outside game is very strong and run all day. I look forward to seeing her. Sophie Butterworth was also considered quite a slider and is a key forward prospect, which we sorely needed. I mean, Anya McDonough's looking at that pick going, yes, yeah. finally someone take the heat off me a bit. Look forward to seeing what she can do. Laura Stone, also hyped to the moon. Uh, other additions from Melbourne. So we approached some from, from Melbourne's premiership side. Uh, Eliza West and Casey Sheriff, who have arrived at Hawthorne, which is fantastic. I think Casey Sheriff might have been a Hawthorne supporter. Um, that's keeping in theme with what we try to do at Hawthorne. Uh, I'm just excited for how the next coach, who, whomever that may be, straightens up this midfield and makes them far more competitive. Because uh, they've got Fleming and Bates and Baskerin, and, and they've got a, quite a good lineup, but they don't move the ball well. The the intensity when they don't have the pill is there. I think they apply good pressure, but in terms of when it's their turn to put on some scoreboard pressure, the the forward connection's still not there. There's, and, and there's no was... space available when we get the ball. No, no. Anyway, uh, and so Anya McDonald should. You know, with a better full, uh, with a better midfielder, mm-hmm. should really uh, relish that. Now, yeah. more pressure on players. Like we haven't had <laughs> enough pressure on players before. Who needs a huge twenty twenty four, Nick? These are the questions that need to be asked. Surely you have some names in the gun. Yeah, well, I do. Uh, that agrees with with me. Uh, DGB, he does. Got to be. He has to be in the gun here. I kept Warple in the gun because apparently he responds to that. So. <laughs> Keep him in the gun. And Butler. Butler, okay. We saw a little bit at Box Hill. Mm. Probably not enough at AFL. He did get opportunities, but we didn't see it. Now he's got Watson. Guinea. Oh, and Guinevan too, yeah. Good luck, Sammy. Pretty much. He's going to be fighting hard for any sort of senior opportunity. Uh, It doesn't matter how many sumptuous dribblers he kicked in the year 2023. (laughs) That was... (laughs) Probably the best commentary we had for the year, wasn't it? <laughs> it doesn't matter how many of those he kicked. Uh, he, he's now very much on the back foot in trying to get his opportunities. Uh, so DGB was one of mine, as we discussed. Uh, Harry Morrison. 
I yeah. mean, final year of his contracts. Oh, there yeah. are a lot of players gunning for a position on the wing You've now. You've gone the pirate as well. Jack Scrimshaw. Captain Jack. Not quite captain. But look, Jack Scrimshaw, I'm a huge fan Apparently of. he was unfit last year, so just forgive him there. Well, this is the thing. He spoke <laughs> in Channel 7. He... I, I thought it was commendable that he owned up to the fact that you know he wasn't where he needed to be, and he's eyeing off twenty twenty four as a bit of a redemptive arc. Okay, now it's time to do it. Why was he unfit? I don't know. Have to ask him. He, he wasn't up to scratch. He wasn't up to the standard that was being asked of him, and he and he conceded that, which I think is is admirable. But now he needs to take that talk and do the walk. Do you have any from the AFLW that you want to put it on blast? I personally don't. Because if we're talking about the list being gutted, I, I really... I looked over Come the list. Come on, we were all over Talia Fellows last year and she didn't show up <laughs> big, for a lot of this year. Big boy, you're not putting big boy on blast, surely. <laughs> no, I, I think the list... you got to have one. After only two years, the list has been reset and I cast my eye over the list and I thought... I don't really feel like I can scrutinise any of these players oh, I reasonably. I thought Fellows could have been anything, but... Uh... Yeah. The development wasn't there. So, not saying she, I'd love to see her have a huge 2024. Oh, I think it's possible. She's under pressure. Yeah. I think definitely can happen because she's exactly the type of outside player they need to involve more. Yeah. With the next coach, whomever that may be, Daniel Harford. Now, <laughs> he certainly pressed his case at the AGM. Did you hear that? No, I didn't notice uh, that at all. <laughs> must, have been, must have been very subtle. <laughs> As things go at the AGM, there wasn't a lot of subtlety, but that must have been quite subtle. <laughs> hey, at least we aren't Melbourne. Oh. You would have liked that, eh? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I kind of feel sorry for all the supporters who have to come up with new excuses for Clayton Oliver every second I week. Know, right? I mean, what, what's their marketing division doing? Ours, ours is up 20%. <laughs> Where's all the money going for Melbourne? Oh, they should have let him go to us. Oh, They'll have to let him go eventually. It seems like it's headed that way. What happens between now and that point? If there is one team that are missing the eight next year, can we do this? Okay, sure. Do you reckon I'll it's Melbourne? This. I have to think back to who made the eight. Uh, who didn't deserve to be there? St Kilda. Yeah, no, St Kilda miss. There you go. Okay. Is that too boring for you? Yeah, a little bit, because St Kilda didn't have that many great players and they made the eight, so given the fact that they'll probably have a better list next year, surely they should again. Do they have a better list next year? Yes. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I don't so. think it's that much better. Uh, Melbourne... Surely I mean, they'll have King for longer. Well, that's true. Yeah, they were missing him for large chunks. Uh, Melbourne... They've gone out in straight sets twice, so the logic is that... Do it a third time. Well, they're, they're not good enough to keep hanging around. Is what that says. Oh. So they won't make the finals. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Also, might need a better ruck. Uh-huh. Uh, they only need one an injury to Gorn and they're um, on the phone to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> on the phone to the AFL. Can we um can we trade during the season, please? <laughs> well, they're gonna bloody do that too. They are gonna do it and it's gonna piss me off. I don't like uh, it. Anyway. Stop tampering. I uh Speaking of tampering, the fixture. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of changing rules. Um, did you realise that the NBA outlawed dunking for many years? When was this? Oh, Certainly like... not in my lifetime. Or yours, for that matter. Well, it mightn't be in your lifetime, but it was about... I think they brought it back in about 84, 85. Really? That recent? Yeah. I digress. <laughs> the one thing I would like to borrow from the NBA, I'm not, I don't follow it that closely, but they, they do a lottery, don't they? They do. 
yeah, let's do that. And I don't know when it starts because whenever it gets brought in, it's going to disadvantage a select number of teams and it's going to be annoying for them. But you can't get more fair than luck, right? No. So it's the entire point of luck, it is unfair. Yeah, so why don't we just do that? Anyway, I've always thought it should be a lot. Let's embrace inequality. Thank you, Nick. That's a great <laughs> idea. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of inequality, there you go. Two segues to the fixture. Both of them are great. <laughs> I thought we pissed that bloke off to the bloody F1. I thought he's in charge of that now. Did he leave this fixture are before you he left? Let old equations be forgot. Oh, yeah. And Travis then, Old, or Alt, or whatever he was. He's old news now. We've got someone else doing it. Anyway, everything old is new again. Um, <laughs> currently no Thursday or Friday night games. Do yeah. we even get a night game? Uh, I think we get like a Saturday twilight sort of game. That, that sort of extends into the evening. So, yep, so bad luck, Dracula. No attending <laughs> our games this year. <laughs> well, yeah, currently no Thursday or Friday night games. That could change. I mean, that was something that was flagged in the AGM with Gower saying, look, we're the masters of our own destiny there. If we, <laughs> if, if we perform well, <laughs> you don't buy it. You don't buy it for a oh, second. He has a very good poker face. I he would does. hate to play poker against Andy. It basically said, if we play well enough, if we make some good first impressions. What it said was, you don't deserve any Thursday or Friday night games. Come back to me when you do. Well, I mean, that's what's been communicated by the league. Right. Certainly. We are undeserving, apparently. But, we, you know, we could sway their hands. If we play well enough and we, we become... Any, did we get more home games of the G than last year? No. <laughs> no, it's still six. Oh. six. And did you see the club was like, oh, we averaged 50,000 strong mm. viewers at the MCG for Attendees. our home games. Yeah. It's just like, well, we didn't... We hardly had any for yeah. a start. Well, people are going to take their chances. That's what that means. Yeah. And then Collingwood obviously boosted that enormously. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once again, nine games. Cherry at the picking. MC- that's what that's called. Nine games at the MCG total, which, you know, is thinking back to pre-podcast times, which is obviously a very successful era for the club. I remember that we were at the G, what, like 12, 11. 13 times? Mm. Somewhere. Yeah. We're, we're, Not including finals. <laughs> that's right. We we're rivaling Richmond, who seem to be there every week. Anyway, at least they give us a good head start. We've got the first four games um, against competitive opponents. I mean, Essendon were only in the eight for all but three rounds of the year. And uh, Melbourne, obviously, straight sets. Geelong won the premiership last year, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're obviously easy beats. And uh, <laughs> we have them for Easter Monday. And then Collingwood, well, they, they fluked a premiership. And uh, we've got them in Adelaide. Don't you love it how it's like, from a Hawthorne fan's perspective, it's like, oh, yeah. Because you knew we'd beat Collingwood at the G, so you've made us play them at Adelaide. Very good, AFL. Very good. (laughs) And the AFL's like, oh, you want to play Collingwood at the G? Oh, you'll play them twice then. (laughs) Thanks. We'll play the reigning Premier twice. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much. I mean, it's only... Three of the last three premiers in the first four, so what? <laughs> we can't complain about that. And then the last four rounds, we have GWS, who were so close yeah. to appearing in a grand final, mm-hmm. and then Carlton, who were just as close. Yep. And then Richmond, who, who hopefully really should will be on the, the wane. Yeah. And then and then North Melbourne, who've never got over Wayne. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one down at Tassie to finish. <laughs> Playing twice, the Pies, Giants, Crows, Cats, Tigers, and North. 
Playing at home at UTAS in the last round when we're probably not playing finals. Yeah. Did you see our stats for for Tassie last year? I didn't. What are you referring for to? For our crowd numbers? Uh, they're not great as they far as I... They are particularly bad. Yeah. And not getting better. Yeah, no, but sort of had that sense even and just by watching. And with the Tassie team in the offing, that's yeah. not going to improve. When do we pull the pin? That should have been a question at the AGM. Should we pull that early? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. We take to Tassie St Kilda in a game for those who can't sleep. <laughs> I'm going to that one. <laughs> uh, GWS, that'll be a good game. Frio, God knows what they're doing at that club. Yeah. Like, it's just ragged. And North. This quote from Fox Footy, despite finishing 16th last season, the Hawks copped the fifth hardest draw on our numbers, including a more difficult set of double-up opponents than top six sides GWS, Carlton or Melbourne received. Yeah. We have, we've been absolutely shafted once again. Well, it is surprising. It, it is surprising that that would happen, seeing we made, you know, so many changes to our administration. Anyway, still getting <laughs> shafted, but whatever. Anyway, mate, we need to wrap up. How are you feeling about 2024? Shall we get to the socials first? Oh, I'm always excited about 2024 and the, and, the, and the new crop. And, and there are really good stories amongst the midfield boys. It's just the back line needs to kick in. And then once that's all going, you'll start seeing the best out of Mitch Lewis. And, and hopefully Chol can be that mm. relieving kick up the line, you know, the target that uh, Ginny and... <laughs> Watto yeah. can just feed off. True or false, the Ford line is the most exciting part of Hawthorne. I don't know. Over to you, Adrian Hickmott. Yeah. Because, you know, it's all up to him. Yeah, nothing he, else has worked. Why don't you have a go, Ado? It, it's like <laughs> it's like, have you ever played soccer but you've lit the ball on fire? Well <laughs> Well, he's goalkeeping. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no. No, it is it's de- most, most definitely the most difficult task at Hawthorne. There's just so much that's new about it. Mm. I mean, you've had a and year. And old, because Gunston well, is going to have expectations. But even so, you, you've had a year off without Gunston. The the game plan, you'd assume, has changed without him. And things have tweaked slightly. <laughs> things have tweaked slightly. And now you've got to accommodate Scholl. You've got Watson. You've got Ginevan. There's a fair bit happening there. Yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing just But there's what... egos there. Yeah. And there's egos that refuse to lose. I love it. It's going to be exciting. If you're listening to our show via Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you have a minute to rate it and review our show, we'd really appreciate it. Of course, it makes our day to read that stuff. But as a bonus, it recommends the show to other diehard hawkers too. We're all over social media too, of course, and would love for you to join the conversation. Really pleasingly, we recently surpassed 4,800 followers on X. I still call it Twitter personally. That's our social media HQ, so we'd love to have you over there at Hawk Talk Pod. Of course, we're also on Facebook. Join our Facebook family at facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. And you can also find us on Instagram. And for the final time in 2023, we'd like to emphasize just how much we appreciate the people who have gone behind our show, who have given their support. We're talking about our proud, passionate, and paid-up Patreon subscribers who have really helped make 2023 a huge year for our podcast. I don't know, Nick. I feel like 2023 will just... We'll just forget about it with the prospect of 2024. I think we're going to be far more exciting next year. Well, I hope so. I mean, what we've seen... 
the building blocks and our listeners have been on board with us through that journey and since day one in fact the hawk talk podcast you must know has been the epitome of an indie podcast ladies and gents it's just two guys making time in their lives to join you in this fanatical devotion to the hawthorne football club it's through your support that we get to do this and that we've been able to keep it going for almost eight years so we thank you for that how long ago did we win a premiership i've seen some people on social media taunt us about that what actually that because we record, we don't win premierships. No, they've just said, you know, <laughs> how long since your last finals win? Oh, who cares? And, and then I go, hold on, I'll just check the just, back of the DVD. <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to... Uh, if you're trying to remind me of one of my favourite days ever, uh. mission accomplished. What are you talking about? Anyway, we'll be back there soon enough. Uh, if you're listening to this and contemplating whether to sign up to Patreon as a subscriber, here's oh, how it works. This felt a bit like a Patreon app because it's a bit loose. It is a little bit loose. Well, you, you've been at the G all day. I don't think it's just been tea and scones, put it that way. No, there were also a few party pies. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can get on board our Patreon at any time. No, I'll have like. that in a tall glass, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> get some sweet perks in return. <laughs> this includes an entire archive of exclusive bonus content and more to come, by the way, over the summer. All that, the details are at patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. That way it just looks like a Coke, Nick. I don't I know see. whether you know that. I see. Yeah. Thank you. You have to teach me your ways in 2024. <laughs> Mate, that's it for the year. It took a little while getting to this app because I was under the weather. Yeah, but you don't look like it. You oh, look fine like you now. come back fine. No, I was in doubt for Christmas for a little bit there. I, I didn't know if I was going to be match fit, but no, I made it. I got to enjoy the festivities, and now we're able to record this just in time for the end of the year. So thank you to everyone for hanging in there. I know people have been waiting for this season recap episode, and here it is. We hope you've enjoyed it. So, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Yes. And have a Happy New Year. Absolutely. When are the boys back on the track? How I'm not long sure. do they give them off these days? What are you suggesting? We just set up a tent out there <laughs> on the turf? I'm just keen to guess when we need to have our pre-season guide ready, Nick. Yes, yeah, we've got to work hard on that over the summer as well as uh, as I as I flagged a few bonus episodes and um yeah, we've got our work cut out for us. So there's a lot to talk about with the season guide. I I can't wait to get stuck into it because there's so many so many players I'm excited about. I mean, that, what we covered in the podcast just there, that's the tip of the iceberg. We have so much to say about season 2024. There were some big list challenges this year um, in terms of who we're going to keep and who we weren't. I think it's pretty much definite that Sammy's looking at hitting finals or being very close to finals in 2025. It's all happening for the Hawks, and we are going to be there every step of the way. Thank you again so much for joining us throughout season 2023. We will be back... Well, around the end of January, I expect, or if you're uh, Patreon subscribers, perhaps a little bit earlier than that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Make sure you join up. Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. Thank you again. We'll see you in the new year. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a Happy New Year. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.